Hey, it's me again, and welcome to episode three of my podcast. I am still debating on the name of the podcast. I know currently I'm having it as Creative Abnormality. Um, at first, the word abnormality didn't really... make me feel comfortable even though that was the first word that came to me because we have this negative connotation towards the word abnormal because most of us we want to be normal so when we hear abnormal it's not a great thing because normal is what we want to be our society doesn't embrace being unique unless it's something that people are accustomed to and their social norms are yeah unless their social norms are accepting to that so I was struggling because that name abnormality was really really hard for me even though that was like the first name and I feel like the universe God angels they were like no you need to use the word abnormality and I used that I came up with that name a few years ago not even thinking about doing a podcast but just for like a book I was writing or I wasn't really sure for for what so I, I drew a picture and it was underneath I wrote like creative abnormality but the thing is that within the last couple of days of me starting this podcast I started thinking like abnormality people are gonna feel like uncomfortable because like abnorm- being abnormal doesn't sound good Like, when I think of abnormal, I think of something, like, deformed. That's, like, my relation to that word. Like, some people can use the word unique as beautiful, and some people can be really stressed out with the word unique because it could mean you're set apart from everyone else. And who wants to be different? That's only because... Well, we only don't want to be different because our world is not comfortable with different. We want to be like-minded. Instead of embracing our uniqueness, our individuality, our differences, we tend to feel comfortable and only want to be around the same thing. So if someone is different, many times they're considered an outcast, whether it's the albino in Africa, whether it's... And the reason why I said that is because there's a certain groups in Africa that to this day will outcast an individual that's an albino because... Either they think that that person is of the devil 
or they actually hunt uh, people or children that are albino because they believe that these people are pure. So I'm not sure if it's if they kill them or if they have sexual relations with them that they're, they will be cured. Like if they have HIV, then if they have um, sexual relations with an individual that uh, has albinoism, then they will be cured. Okay, do, do some more research on that because it's, it is a pretty interesting and sad topic that no one is talking about. I mean, because... I mean, we don't talk about many things, honestly. Like, seriously. Uh, currently, there's a lot going on in Afghanistan. People fleeing and... We're kind of just like over here going to Target, la, 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 la. Like, I don't know. It's, it's very interesting to me. But this is not what this podcast is about today. Uh, today, I do want to talk about being different. And that's why I started off with the name Creative Abnormality. Because when I was driving today... I was in a good place. I was on a road with many trees. The weather was nice. The sun was shining. It was early in the morning and there was a breeze. And then I thought about like, am I gonna use the word or the name creative abnormality for my podcast? And I was like, who would be interested in listening to that? And who would identify with that? But then it's like I heard God's voice and it wasn't a voice to my ears, but it was like an inner knowing that said, and it just like a, a light bulb went off in my head. And it was just like, there's nothing wrong with abnormal. Like abnormal can be created into a good word. It's just how us people have certain emotions and ties to a certain word depending on how they or we were raised and a lot of times we have a negative connotation towards a word and it rubs us the wrong way but what I'm going to do is use the word abnormal for something positive because the whole point is that individuals diagnosed with autism are not like the mainstream and I hate saying the word normal because to me that word is just ridiculous like who's normal like this takes me back like the word normal takes me back to my childhood when I lived in Germany I'm part German uh for those of you don't know, I speak fluent German. I went to Germany, lived in Germany from first from kindergarten all the way to fifth grade. And then I came to America and actually had to go to ESOL when I came back to school here because I had an accent, German accent, but I was so young that it just disappeared. But nevertheless, my mother's German. Um, 
was raised with my German grandparents and they decided to move back to Germany. And I, because they were raising me, I of course went with them in like the 90s. So Okay, forgive me if I go off track, but I just feel like I need to speak, touch on this really quick because this relates to the word being normal. So when I went over there, being biracial, having brown skin, dark hair, dark eyes, over there I was, to them, when I got over there, because this was like the 90s, and I always say this is before MTV because for some reason when MTV was like really popular, like, black people were like cool you know when the rappers like when they started showing them on like mtv or viva or vivo whatever that channel viva i think it was called um people like started loving black people but during that time it was something uncommon so when i went over there i was abnormal i wasn't normal i was different And instead of me being considered, like we say, unique and special, I was just weird. So I'm also going to say that it really depended on what part of Germany I lived in. Because I'm not going to lie, when I lived more up north, lived in a Freiburg um, area in a small town called Emmendingen. And for some, they were like a lot more accepting to me like I didn't really like I love school I love my friends like everybody was nice I had the issue when I moved to Bavaria and I lived when I moved to Bavaria not far from Munich because my grandparents worked for an no that's not why I moved there Hold on, my, my grandparents moved to Germany because my grandfather worked for the German airlines and my grandmother, she is a interpreter or she was an interpreter and she also worked for immigration and then she worked for um, customer information over there. And in order to do information or customer service or VIP where you um, pick up um, prominent important people, You have to speak multiple languages. My grandmother's from uh, Spain, but she also speaks uh, German. And then she uh, speaks English, uh, and a little bit of Italian, and a little bit of French. So, of course, she was, like, hired. And nevertheless, my grandfather took on a job in Germany. And because my mother was so young, they they became like my parents. And they were actually pretty young, too. If you don't want to hear this, I'm okay with you skipping this uh, part of the podcast um, to move a little bit forward. This is just an introduction to myself for for you to understand me a little better because I know sometimes when I listen to podcasts, I do enjoy when individuals speak about themselves because it makes them more relatable to me. Or they have a better understanding of where they're coming from and what they're trying to communicate to me. So, okay, back to Germany. So, yeah, I moved there with my grandparents. And then later on, my mom, she still lived in the States. But somehow, in a, 
America, she met a guy who actually was German. So she started dating him. And then my mom ended up moving to Germany, too, which we were all excited about. I was excited because I really wanted to be close to my mom. And my sister was born then at that time with uh, the guy she was dating. And he was like a professional hockey player in Germany. So nevertheless, I ended up leaving my grandparents to move with my mother because I was going to then have like a sister. And so the one part of town that we lived in was great. But then uh, my sister's dad, he he got um, hired at a different uh, hockey league as a goalie down south in Bavaria in his like hometown. And it's kind of like the country. It's here in America. It's pretty funny. I don't understand what the issue is in Germany and here with down south people. I don't know. Is it like warmer weather that makes people be a little closed minded? But they definitely were a lot closed minded. And that's where the trouble started with me completely understanding that I was different. I mean, I knew I was different, but that's when the tr- trouble started because that's when the word normal, like kids will come up to me and be like, oh, why is your skin not normal like ours? And it's a sound like this. We like, warum ist deine Haut nicht weiß wie unsere? Das ist nicht normal. They'd be like, that's not normal. And then for me at that time, I and because everybody was white on TV, I thought being normal was being white and I was not normal. So, yeah, so that's a whole nother like topic, whole nother podcast about race. But nevertheless, I just always got pissed off because I was trying to tell them that you're like, in my heart, I knew that being normal is not what they think is normal. Like, I couldn't express, like, the way that I would express this to them now and say, hey, dude, like, you're not normal. We are all normal. What you are is maybe your skin color is common in your area, but it's not normal to what God created. I'm just as normal as all of you, just because my melanin is darker. So, but it was, I wasn't normal in their eyes because literally I was like the darkest person in the whole school at one point. And yeah, because later on, uh, that was at that school I mean a different school there were a a few uh, refugees from Yugoslavia it was Yugoslavia at that time and they were not African American but they did have a little bit of brown tint to their skin Uh, and then I had like an Indian friend too she was from India and she was brown but those were like at different schools but this Bavarian school they would like call me names they would tell me go back to Africa they would call me the n-word and it was just a mess and um nobody really did anything about it and I went into like deep depression gained a lot of weight because I just felt different and I was different 
the teacher even told my mom I was different because my mom was young at that point. I mean, she was like in her tw- early 20s because she had me at 15 and she had a school meeting um, like at the age of 22. And the teacher was like, oh, um, Adriana's mom, um, could you stop bringing white bread to school? Because we all eat... It's called Falkonbrot. It's um, like multigrain bread here and fresh baked multigrain bread. And we don't do the white bread. And everybody's wondering and looking at Bianca. Uh, oh, sorry. That's my real name. But I mean, not my real name. Adriana is my middle name. Um, but I go by Adriana for like podcast reasons. And anyways, back to what I was saying, they were like, oh, you need to switch because, you know, that's not normal. This is not what we do here. Everybody else is looking at her with her um, unhealthy, I guess, white bread. And, you know, we're from, my mom was from America. So she was used to making like sandwiches, like on like toast bread. But there, that's not something that they did. So, A lot of things were abnormal, but to get to the point, what I want to say as far as relating to autism, this can also be for somebody who is different in a different way. We who are different are not comfortable with being different because we're not accepted for being different. And the reason why I would say if somebody asked me and said, what makes you different having autism compared to somebody else who doesn't have autism? And this is what I say. I say it's the way that I think and look at things. It's the way that I look at the world completely different than someone else. An example would be if someone who doesn't have autism is presented with a piece of paper, white standard piece of printing paper, um, and you ask that person, what is this? They'll say, it's paper or printing paper. You show me that? I may not even see the printing paper as the first thing. My mind is so complex, I will know somewhere that it's a printing paper, but the first thing that I'll think about is, okay, that's a rectangle, it's white, it comes from trees, or I would say it's um, an item you can make a paper airplane with, you can make a, a paper hat, you can make a boat out of that, and so on, so on, and so on. So our standard use for this, because this is what we're used to, the normal use for a white sheet of paper is to either draw something on it or print it with it. Uh, Our minds are so closed because this is how we are taught in our world to look at something for what it is. I look at something for what it can be. 
And that's the reason why many individuals, and I'm going to talk about it in another episode, uh, a lot of uh, big-time millionaire um, business owners uh, are on the spectrum. Why? Because they think creatively and they think differently. And, you know, they had the support and the strength to make something of themselves. And one of the individuals is Elon Musk. We, I've mentioned that already. And um, there's some other ones that we'll go into. But back to being different. Yeah, so I look at the world different. And I know other people uh, who have autism look at the world different too. It's just I'm able to communicate this a little bit better than maybe someone who is less verbal than me. So they are probably very creative or could be creative, but they don't have the words to express. So and because they don't have the words to express, nobody's giving them the tools they need to be creative. That's why I I encourage parents who have children that have autism to find out what your child is good at and give them the tools they need to enhance and nurture their talent so it can grow. So being different... doesn't have to be a bad thing and I lost my train of thought give me one second I'm gonna have to pause this really quick okay so because I view the world differently in certain things it makes me abnormal and therefore makes it difficult to function in the society but it's not my fault you know and it's like because you know you're just awkward awkward like if you go somewhere like let's say you go to you're at work and you think about a project differently than everybody else and they're gonna be like okay well this is not what I meant so that's what makes it difficult because when I see something I'm trying to think of another example which is pretty interesting because my son is in a gifted class and uh, he by the way has ADHD so he's in a, in, in a gifted class because he's highly intelligent. His IQ is very high. And the teacher encourages the kids to find often what well, she encourages them to find something in their in the home. This was during Zoom, actually, during the lockdown. She was like, find something in the house and then think of ways of what that item can be used for that is different. So they will say, like, let's say, find a kid may find an 
uh, apple or orange and they can create that into a figure by drawing something on it. They could use that orange to roll around to be a ball to play with. So many different things. These are weak examples, but I think you get the point. The point is that what makes me different and abnormal is the first thing is the way that I look at something, which can sometimes be dangerous because when I see a person, immediately I don't see the flaws. I go more for a feeling. So, I mean, if I see somebody with a gun, I mean, obviously the gun represents them being, I mean, if they have a gun pointing at me, it's like common sense. I mean, I get that. I've learned that. Okay, they have a gun at you, pointing towards you, most likely they're trying to kill you. But what I'm saying is when I see a person at first, I see them for who they are and what they can be and who they are supposed to be versus their evilness and their shadiness. So oftentimes I've been used because I want to help people and I just love people. And it's hard for me to sometimes make the connection that this person is using me or being unkind to me where I sometimes actually have to like Google like okay is this normal for somebody to do because I don't see that I look at the the person differently or what like I said what they can be or who God created them to be I mean that could be a gift and then it could be um, a dangerous situation if that person is very evil and wants to take advantage of you now that I'm older I'm learning more I have learned more and I try to not get myself into situations where people can just use me but this is difficult for younger people so that's what makes us different so if we're in school and the teacher says something, we're going to say something completely different. And the teacher's going to be like, well, how is this related to the topic? And it's like the school system is not set up for creative thinking minds. And this is the same thing for individuals who are gifted. And a lot of states don't have gifted programs because... A lot of times gifted children, they drop out of school because they're sometimes smarter than the teacher. They they look so much deeper into things and they just hate school because the teacher's telling them they're wrong, but in reality, they're right. So... It would be nice if the school system accepted. I'm not going to say accepted because they do accept, but would work closely with individuals that think differently. I'm not just talking about special ed where they're just like 
teaching you the same thing they're teaching everybody else, but like at a slower pace. I'm talking about creativity. There was a school that I heard once of, but they actually closed down. I wish they didn't. And honestly, one day I want to create a school that's completely different than the way that we run things now. But this one school was so amazing. Like the first thing when you drop off your child is you do not, and this was a specialized school for they say it's good for children who had ADHD and autism and, and kids who didn't can go there too. But this was just a creative, different school. And the first thing you do when you drop your child off to the elementary school is they go outside and run their energy off. It's not like, let's go straight into the classroom. It's like, no, you're dropping your kid off at the playground and they're outside doing their like recess right before school. So they're when they're done, they go in and they learn. And they said something about when they did math, they have like a skateboard in the classroom so the kids can like skate across the floor if they get the answer right. It was just different, like moving around and things like that. Like I would love to open up school where it was not mandatory for kids to sit at a desk. If the child wants to stand up and walk around, as long as they're not like injuring anybody and completely disrupting disrupting the class then that's good and i'm not talking about montessori because montessori is similarly lined up but it's still different because you're still you're being quiet and you're you're being taught completely individually at yourself but i'm talking a little bit different than montessori style where kids do work together and learn together but everybody can learn in their own style and play more games because children learn through playing and i would do the same for work places hey maybe one day i'll have that opportunity so being different makes it difficult for autistic people because our world is not set up for somebody who's different. We're all supposed to be linear. We're all supposed to be going the same way. We're all supposed to go to kindergarten, elementary school, then, you know, high school, college, and, and then that's it, you know? You're an oddball if you go a different way. So... That's how, what makes me different mainly is the way that I think. And of course, what adds on to that is the super highly sensitivity that I have for other people's feelings. Like basically an empath, which an empath is somebody who can feel other individuals' emotion and takes on other people's energy onto themselves so what i would like to do here also on this podcast is that because i just know and feel that a lot of people who are autistic or who are on the spectrum are empathic they have empathy for other individuals and they pull other people's energy because you know we are all made of energy like energy is all around us and If somebody has negative energy, I just feel like a lot of us 
pull in that energy from other people and we have to learn how to protect ourselves so i will have an episode on how to protect yourself from other people and their negative vibes so that also sets me apart is the sensitivity and let me get this one thing straight they say that individuals who have autism have routines and they get uncomfortable when they have routines you know why that is the only reason why we have routines is because that's the only way we're gonna keep up with y'all that are so linear and one sided not trying to diss you guys but the only way that I can remember how you guys do it is to be have a routine and do it a certain way because it makes me feel safe. It makes me know that I'm doing something the right way. Because if I did it my way, you guys would think I'm nuts. Like, an example would be, okay, when you cook. You know how some people say, when you cook, you know, the way that normal people do it is you get the dishes out that you want to use then you get um the meat you want to chop up and then you get the vegetables you want to chop up then you put everything in the sink then you wash your hands and then whatnot so but maybe me i'm different like i'll and this could also (laughs) this is for people who have adhd too like i'm gonna do things different i'm not going to get the plates out first like i'm gonna get the vegetables out first then i'm going to wash the dishes that were left from before then i'll get the forks for what i'm gonna eat with later then i'm going to get the knives then the cutting board then wash my hands then wash the fruit then cut like it would just be like completely like opposite than what somebody normally would do and yes this may cause a mess but that's just how i do it and because this would bother a lot of people especially if you're in a relationship with somebody because they'll come in and be like look at this mess or like what are you doing or parents may tell the teenager are you crazy like look at this mess this is not how you do it you do it this way and it pisses me off because i'm like who are you to say to do it this way you're only saying that because that's what you saw on tv that's what your your mother told you that's what your grandmother told you that's what their great grandmother told you that's what their great 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 grandmother told them like who cares like seriously but because i don't want to be ridiculed because i want to fit in because my way does take a little bit longer and and i just stick to a routine you know so and then because this is how i think i should do it this is how i want to do it i don't understand how you do it i don't care how you do it but for me to do what the norm does i need a 
routine. And this routine is also for me to be safe and feel comfortable because of my sensory issues and things like that is to protect myself so yes if i or an individual has autism you break up their routine they can have a a a a meltdown they can cry they can feel uncomfortable and the thing is it's hard to tell when a person is nonverbal because they can't really express like how they feel it's not like they're like completely weird like oh my gosh they're scared like they're a weirdo no they're not a weirdo They are just doing this routine because they want to do it their way and you're not letting them do it their way. But I do understand that parents have to protect their children from like dangerous situations. Like if their child wants to like run out in the middle of the night because they feel comfortable, you know, understand that the routine would be to lock the door. But I'm talking about besides if it doesn't affect somebody's safety and you're just doing it because somebody on TV or the social norms told you to do something let that person be and maybe we won't have routines if we could just be who we want to be so i'm working on breaking my routines so i don't have a meltdown when i am not doing something that i'm used to doing because i start getting anxiety And the reason why I get anxiety, and this is an example, I sometimes go to certain restaurants that I go to because I'm used to, I'm comfortable, I know the the menu, that's why you'll see a lot of people who have autism repetitively like go to the same places, it's because it's easy, like I know that when I go to certain restaurant this person is not gonna, this waitress or waiter is not gonna like bother me smother me nobody's gonna like force me to stare into their eyes like i just know like the good wine that they have their salmon is delicious you know it's it's i'll go to multiple places but let's say i'm invited to a party or i have to go out on a date or i'm invited on a date you know i may get a little bit nervous because it takes me a long time to figure out what it is I want to eat and I don't want to be there like you know on the first day like oh my god I don't know what to eat so I mean it would be nice I mean I'm I'm learning how to deal with it better as I'm getting older but it'd be cool if I like knew the menu first and then I'll just like check it out first like if I have a family event and they're like we're going to this pizza restaurant then I'll just like look at the menu first at home familiarize myself And that also has something to do with me feeling embarrassed that if I go to the restaurant not knowing what I want and I have specific questions because of my taste buds and textures and things like that, I don't want to look like a weirdo. And I I probably say it like rude or weird, like what type of bread do you use or make sure it's not, you don't burn my food, okay? And they'll be like, what? You know? So I just sometimes prefer to go to the same place because it's just, like, easier. But I'm trying... I'm definitely working on going to other places. And I'm not saying that I haven't been to multiple places because I've been around the world. I've eaten at so many different restaurants. But just to make things easier, I just kind of go to the same places. But I am definitely working on going to different places. 
like recently I went to a restaurant and it smelled really bad and there I go opening my mouth because sometimes I don't have a filter I'm like um, they told me like they don't have indoor they don't have outdoor seating and they only have indoor seating I said it stinks in here like I said it really loud and they're like what and then I was like no I have to sit outside I cannot sit in here so they opened up a table for me and probably I shouldn't have yelled like it stinks in here but they were pissing me off because they didn't understand like that I cannot be in this restaurant because this smells like to me it smelled like death like I could just bad energy bad aura I'm just like I it's too stuffy like some weird stuff is happening up in here and I don't want to be a part of it I want to be outside where the trees are where nature is where there's fresh air and the energy is flowing back and forth um so that has something to do with individuals who have routines and individuals who need to be I, I don't honestly I don't remember what I was saying but being different is difficult but what I want you to do is To become okay with being different. To accept yourself to be different. To change your life to allow you to be who you are, who you want to be with safety precautions so you don't hurt yourself or injure, injure yourself. So you can live a happy life. Stop letting people tell you that you are a weirdo. Because you're not a weirdo. You're different. You're abnormal, which is good, great. A lot of these people to me who seem normal, they they almost seem like they're brainwashed to me, like all falling, like everybody's following this line and there's a ditch and we're all going to fall into the ditch and die. Like, I'm going to be like, OK, y'all are walking over there. There's a ditch. Y'all going to die. I'm going the other way. Peace out. See you later. And I'm done. I'm done with doing what mainstream does. Because what mainstream does is not always correct and it's not always the right thing. And do not make me feel bad for wanting to do things different. If I say something, don't look at me and say, oh, oh you're, you're funny. You're so funny, Bianca. You're, you're, you're so hilarious. Um, I can't believe you said that. I don't know. I'm just tired of it. And I'm trying to find a group of people that are okay with doing things differently. And I'm here to encourage you to be okay with being different. If you see a nap, you're at the table and you see a napkin and your spouse or your friends or your parents tell you to put that napkin on your lap 
because that's how everybody does it. But guess what? You want to put it on top of your head. I mean, I'm just saying, I mean, I I probably wouldn't do that. Um, or if you want to take the napkin and stuff it in the back of your shirt or leave the damn napkin on the table or maybe you don't want the damn napkin on your your lap that's a that's um, just for those who are not in america that's a custom they do here put a napkin on their lap in europe they don't even they don't they don't do that don't like who cares like I mean, I know who cares. They care and we care because we want them to like us and be accepted. But I want you to start finding one thing this week. Choose one thing this week that you feel comfortable doing that would be different to the norm. And that in the past you may be ridiculed for. Whether it's turning off the lights five times, like if you have OCD, you know, and your partner tells you, hey, stop turning life, the lights on off and off five times because you're a weird, do it. You'll just see like how much freeing you will feel by doing the things that you want to do. Uh, only if it's for the greater of mankind, the best interest of mankind. Like don't go hurt somebody or injure somebody because it makes you feel good. I, I'm not condoning that. I'm not saying go kick a dog because you want to do that. I'm, I am saying be respectful and loving to mankind, but be yourself. If you don't want to greet somebody when you're walking into the grocery store because you hate it, the person that's always like, hello, hello, hello. Like, I just hate it. If you want to just walk past them and don't even say anything, try that. See how good you, you feel. Because saying hi to them probably made you feel even worse because you didn't want to do it. What I'm saying is do whatever it is that you want to do. Find one thing that you want to do that you could care less about what others think. Okay, so that's that's where I'm going to leave it at today. And I hope to see you guys next time. Bye.